Welcome back, party people. You are listening to Crossplay, our video game podcast here at the Whatnots. It is Tuesday, May 26th, 2020, and this is episode 27. Coming up on today's show, we are going to be talking about Embracer Group and Take-Two. Both have a ton of video games coming out down the road. They had their fiscal calls uh, this past week, so we have some numbers to report from that. We also will be talking about all kinds of game showcases and more coming from IGN and Summer Games. Games Fest, uh, as well as the MPD n- 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 numbers, which are off the charts this hey. month. People are buying a lot of video games. All that and more in just a sec. For now, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Ignacio Rojas. Uh, how's it going? It's going pretty good, man. How about yourself? Yeah. Doing pretty good. Living that quarantine life still. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing more than that. Nothing pretty even. Yeah. Eventful. Melissa and myself were recording the captain's log this past week. And that's just kind of what it came down to is like, we don't really have many stories to tell right now. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, uh, we're all stuck inside. So, you did have a holiday. This past uh, week, yeah. you had Thursday and Friday, Friday off, of, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, National Friday because some stuff, history, you know. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we got Friday off, and then... No, Thursday off, and then my school gave us Friday off, too. Nice. Just to close up, not have that odd day in between two free days okay good yeah. stuff good stuff we had friday well no uh let's see we had monday off we had yesterday yeah. off uh because it is memorial day weekend uh i did a whole lot of nothing pretty much <laughs> well i i spent the day with my girlfriend so we just like watched car- cartoons and played video games and, and stuff like that so it was just what did you watch nothing um let's see we watched that kind of funny comedy special oh yeah that together that we good. watched uh some steven universe because uh, okay. that's one of her favorite shows and i hadn't seen it uh so we're on season four i think is the one we we, we just started so we've been watching that that's been a lot of fun uh, and then we'll get into it in just a sec, but I played some Life is Strange before the, before the storm with, with her. That was a lot of fun. But, Ignacio, I am recording live on my new PC. Ooh, nice. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm still in the process of setting everything up. I just did kind of the bare minimum to make sure we could record for tonight. Still have a bunch of files and stuff that I need to tr- transfer uh, and stuff like that. But uh, I'm excited. Okay, so what are we talking about? How many flops? Because last time you 
weren't able to tell me any details. Lippity flops. Um, What's the rhyming? Okay, so let me see if I can pull this thing up here because it's all Greek to me. All the stuff that I that I got. What's this? Sixteen JB. What is the sixteen gigabees? What are those things? What are these little gigabees running around here? <laughs> Uh, where is it? Where is it? Looking for the list of parts, friend. Here we go. Okay. Uh, let's start with the... Right now I have a one terabyte... A one terabyte SSD... Uh, inside right now. Nice. Actually, I did get a four terabyte hard drive as well, but the hard drive uh, came dead on arrival. Ooh. So I'm gonna have to send that back and get a, re a re replacement. Uh, but let's see here for my graphic card. I have. Is that it? Was that the one I got? No. Uh. <sighs> oh. For my graphics card, I have the XFX Radeon RX 5600 XT. Okay. Thick 2. Thick with two Cs. <laughs> H-I-C-C. No joke. That's in the actual name here. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's thick. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I don't really understand what any of this means mm -hmm. i told the person that i was making this for i was like this is going to be for podcasting streaming doing a lot of video editing and then some gaming on t on top of that mm -hmm. i do prefer consoles and stuff like that but i also have the what is it the amd ryzen thread dripper eight core 16 threads i don't know i have the okay. Asrock X399 Tai Chi mother board. I have four of the Corsair Vengeance RGB Pro 16 gigabyte RAM cards. Okay. Stuff like that. So. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, it's working so far, but all I've done so far is watch YouTube. So. All that power just for YouTube. I mean, I was setting, I was watching YouTube as I was like downloading Skype and OBS and setting that stuff up and setting up my stream deck and things, things like that. But yeah, I would recommend you go into. I don't remember the specific name of the site or the URL, but it's. Can you run it? And there oh, okay. you can see if your PC can run whatever game you want to see. Nice. I recommend you do that. I will have to look that up. Speaking of which, um, mm -hmm. speaking of games, I think with yeah, speaking of that and games and all of that stuff. Uh, so I recently played through Resident Evil Two Remake. Uh, I did Leon's story all the way through. I finally beat that one. Yeah. Finally. Um, just Leon. Yeah, just that one, and I, I, I'm done with it. I, it's not for me. I'm fine if I don't go back and do co 
Claire's story or whatever mm-hmm. her name was. Um, but yeah, clear. I decided to play that one because I was like, well, maybe I'll play Resident Evil 3 since uh, like, uh, like a month ago we were like, I don't know what games are still coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and? And I, well, I was not going to play Resident Evil 3, but now I might because with my graphics card, I got a, like a reward thing. I I can't tell if it's, I get all of these things or if I get to pick one. I, that's something I still have to go look up and, and, and check and see here, but I can get, uh, Resident Evil 3 remake uh monster hunter world uh the ice world thing expansion i forget the name of that one yeah uh and then game pass and i i don't know if it's like a month or if it's two months or who knows what Mm. um but Mm, that's a weird list of games yeah it was just like very random it was just like hey thanks for buying this you guys can get and again, I don't know if it's I, I get all three of those things. It sounded like it, but I don't know. So I'll have to go and mm. check. So I might I might still play Resident Evil Three now that I have it <laughs> for free, technically. Yeah. I mean if you have to choose, I, w- I would recommend three because I don't think Well, Game Pass you can find it for very cheap nowadays. Yeah. Microsoft always practically gives it away. And yeah. then Iceborne uh i mean it's fun if you play with people yeah but... i'm not really interested in mm. that one yeah but we'll see see what happens mm-hmm. with that uh speaking of game pass though that is something i didn't think about with this pc it's like oh yeah yeah no you get i can get game pass, game pass on pc the pc here yeah it even has if i'm no one well, now telling myself I, I was gonna say it has more games than the one for Xbox, but now I'm okay. doubting myself. I think it does have more. Interesting. Because, yeah, that, I mean, that, that was basically my whole reason for jumping on to Xbox right away. Like, I want to get Game Pass so I can play mm-hmm. uh, all the Halo giggy games again and do all the ones that I missed. Same thing for Gears. Uh, and I think they just put Red Dead Redemption online yeah. there, or Red Dead 2. Uh, Red Dead 2, I doubt they would put just the online in there. Yeah, so I, I yeah. like, that was the thing of, like, even if they don't have very many new games right at, at the start, mm-hmm. I have such a backlog of stuff that I missed yeah. since I didn't have an Xbox. Uh, so, who knows? I, I Yeah, I mean, pot- potentially have access to to that now too yeah i mean that's one of my biggest points against getting an xbox console is that you can already get most of the games on pc right yeah yeah so there's really no reason to get an xbox because the exclusive most of them will come to pc that's something microsoft is putting an effort into Mm -hmm. yeah they just want you in the microsoft ecosystem mm-hmm. i bet that most if not all of the games that you want to play are already available on yeah the pc game pass yeah that's that's what i'm thinking too so i'll mm-hmm. eventually explore that 
Yeah. You should. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I have a lot of stuff to still do. I I have a second monitor. So I, I bought two monitors to go with my new PC. Uh, mm. And I only have one of them plugged in right now because the graphics card only has one HDMI port. And then it has like, okay. three DVI ports. Uh, so I had bought these mm. monitors and bought HDMI cables to go with them. And it does not both of them so yeah i will have to get a different cable or something to hook them up yeah or an adapter yeah yeah something something mm -hmm. like that yep and then all the rest of uh, my podcast files and video e e e e e editing stuff and all that good yeah. stuff. i mean hopefully this one doesn't give you as much problems as the last one Hopefully not. It's already working out a lot better because I'm on, uh, like I I have OBS, Skype, Audacity, and the internet all up, which mm. seems like that's not that much. But my but my Mac literally could not handle <laughs> it. So yeah, I'm I'm super happy already. Let's see here. Let's see. More about video games, though. I jumped into Shadow of the Colossus. Finally. Finally. Yeah, man. I, I've beaten the first eight of the Colossi. Oh, I think that's about you, half of them. you got that far. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more or less half of them. Yeah. So uh, mm. hope, hopefully I can dive back in soon. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that I noticed, though... Uh, those controls are not good. <laughs> well, yeah, you I, have to think that it was made for the PS2. And yeah. If you go back into that era, control layouts weren't really... Yeah. Haven't, hadn't been nailed by then. I was expecting so, that yeah. a little bit of just like, okay, it's an older game. Um, like, I, I, I have to have that mindset going in. So there's going to be some things that's just like, ugh this camera sucks or, you know, the X, Y, and Z. And, but, but, but yeah, it's also a remake. Like they, mm -hmm. I, I, correct <clears throat> me if I'm wrong, but they, did they make it from the ground up or did they just like, uh, as far as I know, it was, it. no, as far as I know, it was made from the ground up because they did release for the PS3 an HD version. I gotcha. See, I think so. I think it, the whole deal with this one was that it was from the ground up. That's what I thought, but like that that seems to signify to me like they could have put more work into a better control scheme with this, or mm. or just just because like I'm because all right. So for example, in that game, uh, I forget what, which button now because it's been a couple days, but there's the button you hit and it like lifts up your sword. And it shines mm -hmm. the light on it, and it's like, hey, go in that d d d d direction. Yep. Whenever I hit that button, the camera just looks straight up in the sky. And then oh, I, that's weird. I can't move the camera back down unless I let go of the button. So that whole like compass to like signify where you're supposed to go basically just doesn't work for me. Maybe that's a but bug. That's... But then yeah, no, that's weird. I. 
don't remember having that. I yeah. do remember holding my sword up and looking forward. Yeah, but it, it's 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 like moving the character forward at the same time of operating the camera just is not working. Like it, there's something that is trying to pull the camera to certain mm. points and stuff like that, and it's like it it, it was a jump i had to swim out into the lake to get to this platform to go up this long path and then like make this diagonal jump to uh, get onto this pillar before i could get onto the platform for the you know the next colossi and Mm -hmm. the guy just would not make that jump and i was just like this shouldn't be like it's not difficult to make this jump but he just like wouldn't go in a diagonal direction i was just Mm -hmm. like why like this should be so simple and i was just like i cannot get these controls down it's starting to get better like i'm more used to it now but it's still just like i am having a rough time with these so yeah i don't remember having all those problems i do remember the controls being a bit weird Mm-hmm. But to the point that it gets in the way, I don't remember that ever happening. Yeah. So mm. we'll see. But besides that, I am enjoying it a lot so far. Um, it is very mysterious. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, I I am still trying to kind of figure out what the story is because I don't know exactly what the story is. I've kind of heard some things just from well, they, there is much game of a story fan. to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like you're 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 taking your sister to is it go sister? to this. Well, I don't know. You're you're, you're I taking always this thought that it, it was your loved one, someone you love. Maybe, maybe it is. Um, mm-hmm. but you're 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 taking this woman to this like temple where these gods exist or something. Uh, yeah. and you're like, hey, she's dead. I don't want her to be dead you can bring her back. And they're like, well, yeah, we could, but how about you go kill these colossi for us first? Yeah. You're like, all right, sure, fine. So you can go do all of that stuff. But then after you kill each colossi, it like transports you back to that Mm -hmm. temple. And the like spirit of that colossi is like standing on, on top of you. Like, who the fuck is this kid? Um, Mm. Yeah, so, like I, I don't know what's happening with that thing yet. Of like, is something gonna happen when I kill all of these things? What I don't know. Do you want me to tell you? There? Because by it, the end, it does kind of make sense as to why everything is don't, going. Every, don't all that is we'll boil it because it's. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not that long of a game. I played for I think like three hours, mm-hmm. and that was the the first half of the game. So. I'll finish it. Hopefully, by next time we record. Yeah. So. Other than what you just mentioned, the game doesn't have much of a story. Uh, yeah. By the end, I do think that all of your questions will have been answered in a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for now, just think of it as I don't get it, but I'll get it soon. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I'm taking it, especially since there's like. No bad guys or no NPCs mm-hmm. and stuff. You just go from from boss to boss. Yeah, well, not bad. So, 
Yeah. So think of it as in the context of it being a PS2 game. What do you think? Because it, the game is basically the same as the PS2 game. So yeah. what do you think in, in that context of what it did? Uh, well, I am tr trying to think of like what other like open world style mm -hmm. games there were around that time. Um, and I like, I, I guess in that sense, like that would have been something new to me. Like thinking back to what I played on my PlayStation 2 back in the day, like open world really wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it kind of was on certain things, but I was playing like yeah. Final Fantasy X and The Bouncer and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I liked that. I, I also think of like Metal Gear Solid, where I guess, I mean, no, that's not open world. No. Uh. But no, not really. It's like bigger levels, and you can kind of go about them different ways. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I, I was playing that stuff, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Metal Gear Solid Three came out around the same time as this. Uh, it came out on the PS2. I don't know exactly I, when. I, I'm only mentioning that because I swear I heard someone mention that on a podcast recently. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember exactly uh, when it came uh, out. It. But, uh, like, I, I remember playing Metal Gear Solid 3 because uh, one of my old roommates had that game, and I borrowed it and played it, and that was years after it it had come out. Um, and I love that game. That that game mm -hmm. is amazing. Um, and, it you know, it, it has its, like, weird, wonky con 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 trolls and stuff like that but i i feel like this game is still very bare bones compared mm. to that stuff like even yeah. thinking of like final fantasy 10 like i remember those systems just they're, they're just they're being so much yeah well Whereas this is like okay go beat the next boss yeah i mean and that's it that's because i think the game sets out to be very I don't know, straightforward. Not mm. was the word I mean, I was it, yeah, say. it's it's very simple. Like I I'm and I, I'm not yeah, very simplistic. it for that. I actually really like it. I I just don't know like it I I All right, so before playing it my kind of idea of this game was that it's an artsier game. Mm -hmm. Uh it it didn't necessarily do anything new or different but it was it, it, it was just so unique in in what it did do that it was just like okay this is something special it's something different in that sense uh, which is mm -hmm. what i'm getting and so far i am enjoying it yeah i mean for sure it, it is a simplistic game and an artistic game but i think it succeeds succeeds at it yeah and the the reason I was asking was because I first played Shadow of the Colossus on the HD remake or remaster mm -hmm. that came out on the PS3. And so okay. as someone who gotcha. who grew up playing PS2 games, it did kind of like blow my mind that there was a game like this 
that were that had a, a world that it was this open, this big, and also the colossus themselves, these huge creatures. You just go finding the world and beat them down. It, I mean, it, it really surprised me having growing up with the PS2 that there was a game like this, yeah. and it was similar to something that happened to me when I first played MGS One, which was years later, many years later. Having also grown up with the PS1, it surprised me that something like this existed in that console, knowing and having played what was in there. So the reason I asked was because it, it did blow my mind seeing that something like this existed back then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would have been of the same mind. Been like, wow, this is neat. This is cool. <laughs> Uh, last but not least, yeah, I, I mentioned it. Uh, I've been, I, I did the first e episode of Life is Strange before the storm with my girlfriend. Uh, we've been playing, uh, we, we've like been playing a couple different games. We've played through the Life is Strange, uh, just like the, the first one. We played through The Last of Us. Uh, now we're going back. To Life is Strange Before the Storm, one that I've already played, uh, but she liked that first one so much. I was like, well, there's a little bit more if you want the prequel. We can <laughs> do that. She was like, yeah, let's do it. So uh, I did that yesterday. That was also something that I, I was like, man, these con controls are not what I remember them to be. Um, so it, it's it's not bad because that game is also very simple you don't really do much in that game besides like okay move the character forward um but it was just like huh this seems to be fighting me just a little bit but nothing nothing that 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 that, that was as bad as just like I, I hit the button to do the navigation thing in shadow of the C C colossus and the camera just looks up it's like, what are you what are you doing no not that bad so it's good. It's fun. I enjoy enjoy it. Life is Strange is a fantastic game. That's about all I have to say on that. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Ignacio? What, 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 what have you been up to? What, what, what have you been playing? Well, first, I played a couple of VR games that I wanted to talk about. First... Mm -hmm. Uh, out of nowhere, Sony released an uh, Iron Man VR demo. I it wasn't sure really expecting it. Yeah, so I checked it out. And what the demo is, is basically it gives you like a tutorial. The first half is like a tutorial, and then you play the first mission of the game. And so the way the game works is that so you have a controller in each hand. And that controller kind of represents like Tony's own gauntlets. Sure. So what you do is that when you press the trigger, the propulsors on the gauntlets, that makes them fire up. So say you want to go forward, you have to be pointing backwards. Kind of like how, if it was real, how it would happen. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah. you want to go forwards, you point backwards, you... You start leaning forward while moving your arms back. You want to stop, you do the opposite, you actually aim forward. 
-hmm. you want to go up, you aim down, and whatever. And then the game also gives you that if you press a, a button, you start shooting his blasters. Okay. Yeah. So what the game basically is, is that it, it's you as Iron Man. You, it mostly takes place in the sky as you're flying. And it kind of feels like an on-rails shooter, but without the rails, in a way. Okay. What were you shooting? And you can also punch people, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> so is it like, like a kind of like a dogfight style thing where you're just flying around shooting people and punching them and stuff like that? Yeah, you could say that. Uh, for example, the first mission is what they first showed of the game. It's you as Tony. You are on your private jet. Jet, it gets attacked. You fly of the jet into the sky and your suit grabs you and it's basically you trying to protect the jet while these other robots start appearing. They start shooting at you and it's you have to fly <clears throat> around this uh through the sky beating all these robots. Okay. And I think that that's basically what the whole game will be. It's you flying and shooting at all these robots. So there's where it comes the the on rail shooter without the rails. Sure. So I guess like a duck fighting game. You could say that. But it, it, it's VR and it was so much fun playing as Iron Man. Yeah. It's so cool. I think it really captures well the the play how it should play. That's how VR cool. Iron Man game should play. And I only have a couple few complaints. For example, you have to constantly be firing up your thrusters. Uh -huh. So there's no way to have you just hovering. You have to constantly be... Say you want to stay still, you constantly okay, have yeah. to be firing them up and then stopping, then firing them up, them up and then stopping. There's no way to have you hover. And that was a minor complaint I had. It's not a huge complaint when you're fighting people, but it is a complaint when you have to stand still. Now, so, um, uh, question. Mm -hmm. So, if you're holding the triggers, are the triggers, it, 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 is it where you push them in and it's automatically full? No, they are... Last, or? No, they are, uh, like, strength-sensitive, how do you call it? Pressure-sensitive. So gotcha. if you do it I, just a bit, it 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 doesn't go all the way. Would but you still, be able to I, hover I didn't that way. If if, if I thought so, like... but I didn't find like a, I couldn't do that. I wasn't able. Huh. Maybe it was just me, but I wasn't able to do that. And even then, okay. it, if you want to hover and you're just pressing it, say say halfway through, it does start to bother a bit your finger. Gotcha. So yeah, it, it wouldn't be an ideal way. But yeah, that's a minor complaint. And then the other complaint was that you are supposed to have two, like two kinds of firing weapons. One is the regular repulsors on your hands, and the other one are rockets. Those are just like your stronger attack. And you can actually hone them into enemies. 
but the problem was that I didn't figure I didn't find out that you had that alternative weapon until after I beat the story and that was just by accident because huh. so apparently you have to put your hand in a kind of like a different way like you've seen Iron Man 1 I, I'm guessing right yeah so you know that scene where he first pops up into that Middle Eastern camp and he starts killing all those people mm-hmm so there's a scene where he shoots a rocket. And what he does is like he points forward, but his fist points down. Right. Yep. So that the rocket comes out. So apparently that's what you have to do to make the rocket be available. But even then, that's an awkward way to actually point at something because you still have to point with the regular controller. Put Yeah, so that's basically the problem. And also, I'm not 100% sure that's how you do it. Because even when I, when I figured out that you could shoot rockets, mm-hmm. I was testing it out, and I couldn't make it work 100% of the time like that. Gotcha. So even then, I'm not sure if that's the correct way to do it. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's a minor complaint. But, yeah, it's a bit weird that they give you another firing... Another way to shoot people, but the the game doesn't even tell you how to do it. Yeah, but you even would more, say... it, the oh, game oh. makes you. Okay, the way I, sorry. <laughs> the way I found out that you could shoot rockets was was because the game after you beat it, it gives you like a challenge option. Okay. So the game just just drops you, gives you three targets, and it tells you shoot them down. And I started shooting at them with their regular blasters because that's all I've been doing all of the time. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why why they weren't breaking and why the game wasn't allowing me to progress. Gotcha. And it took me a while, but I don't know what I did at that all of a sudden I shot some rockets. So again, the game did a weird job <laughs> making you find out that you have this extra firing mode. But are you having fun with it? Oh, uh, you know, uh, it was a lot of fun. Good. It was a lot of fun being able to play as Iron Man. I do think that it, it did capture it well. Good. In VR yeah, form, one, and it was pretty cool. That game kind of got the short end of the stick. They delayed it the same day The Last of Us was delayed. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they announced the new release date for The Last of Us. And there was no mention of yeah. <laughs> Iron Man VR, so... Uh, yeah, no, they, they got delayed at the same time, and no one was talking about the, the Iron Man delay. It was almost as if only that was, had been delayed. Yeah. And yet, then it took a while for them to announce a specific date for Iron Man, even after they gave one for, for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Which we will mention that later on in the show. Mm-hmm. At least date. But yeah, I, I can't wait. Even then, oh, even before all this, this is one of my most anticipated games. Good so stuff. I'm glad to see that it actually plays and it is fun. Okay. But yeah, like I said, I played a couple of VR games and the other one was Echo Arena. So I don't know if you know anything about it. 
Uh, I don't. <laughs> is this the one where like you? It's it's a first person shooter, but after you die, no. your like ghost is still there. No, I'm. I mean, there's Echo something and Echo Arena. I know there's two of these games, and maybe the other Echo is that, but that's not what Echo Arena is. Okay. So what Echo Arena is, is basically like a competitive sport game in VR, a futuristic competitive game. So basically, it's a team of, I think, four or five v five, mm-hmm. and it's you and your team are in this arena in zero gravity. So you move in zero gravity, and the point is that there's this disc, you like a frisbee, that you have to get into the opponent's goal. So it's basically this zero-G sport of competitive frisbee, let's, let's call it. And yeah, but I thought it was so cool doing this in, in VR, being there, floating, catching the frisbee, fighting against your opponents. And I thought it was so cool, the actual experience of doing that. And I thought it was a pretty good use of VR, seeing this new thing, new sport, let's call it, in VR, this inventive thing. And... Yeah, it, it got me really happy for it, and I think it was one of uh, a good showcase of what VR can do. It was so much fun. Yeah, I am looking it up on YouTube right now. Yeah, I know I didn't make a good job explaining it. Let's call it 4v4 COG competitive frisbee throwing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it, it looks kind of like this sci-fi futuristic. Yeah. That you, you know what this reminds me of? Mm-hmm. Blitzball. <laughs> That's from Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy X. Yeah, you're in yeah. this, like, arena. I guess there's two goals on the... Uh, Opposite, opposite ends that you have to get them in, but the playing field has all of this like debris and things like these obstacles that you have to dodge and stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks like, huh? Wild. Yeah. And so, like that I said, fun. it is in zero gravity, and that makes it more fun, but also harder to control. Yeah. Because, so, the way you move is that you also have thrusters, but. <laughs> Opposite to Iron Man VR, if you want to go forward, you have to be aiming forward. So it was kind of weird going from one to the other one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you have kind of like thrusters in your hands. So with your hands, you have to be pointing towards where you want to go. So it's in zero G. Say you you see the frisbee, someone threw it. You have to fly towards the frisbee to try to grab it. And one of the things you can do is that you can grab to... I would say any surface. So what that means is that if you want to, I don't know, a quick boost or a quick turning, you can actually grab into something and use your body to do that. Or say you want a, a boost and you catch up into to your opponent or to your teammate, you can actually grab onto them and boost yourself. I thought that was pretty cool. 
and also you can punch other people. <laughs> so say you grab your opponent, you can actually punch your opponent to stun them. That actually stuns you for a bit. And you can also block it. So say someone tries to punch me, I can actually block it and it will stun my opponent. So this I thought that was an interesting different layer into it that made it even more fun. But yeah, like I said, it was so much, so cool. So much fun. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, VR is full of interesting experiences. It and sure I like is. seeing newer ones, seeing how creative people can get. Cool. But yeah, that was it for VR. The other games I've been playing, I'm, I've been playing a bit more of AC Origins. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've progressed much. And to my surprise, I didn't realize how far I had gotten my first time playing it. I was surprised how far I went. Oh, yeah? Like, I, I, I think just now I'm getting to where I left off. Okay. Do you know how many hours you've put in so far? Uh, I mean, it has been several days, but I, the problem is that I, I, I'm not playing much every time I play. I gotcha. play maybe an hour, an hour and a half. So I gotcha. don't know how much long I've, I've been playing. But I got to, I don't know if you remember, the Scarab. The Scarab's whole deal was that he would bury you in the sun and leave, sand and leave you to die. Yeah. So I just got there, I, I killed him, and now I'm off to the next one. Okay. But yeah, I'm so surprised how far I, I went, because I thought I left off so much earlier. Like, to me, what I remember, I thought I left off to the second location you got. I thought that's when I uh, had enough. But no, I, I made so much, so much more progress. I remember in that game, like, after you do that, like, initial round of assassinations, mm-hmm. that it opens up even more beyond that. Yeah. It does open up. It, it tells you, hey, th- these are all the people you want to kill. But... You have to do them in order because of leveling. Yeah. The Scarab is the only one you can actually beat. You could technically go to the other ones, but it yeah. will do not, I, you no good. I somehow, like, a couple t- times, like, randomly ended up killing the right person. I was just like, oh, I had no idea who that guy was. Yeah, that's one of one of the things I like of the game is that you can actually do stuff even not being on a mission, and actually completing what you had to do. Yeah, like it happened to me one time where I I didn't have a mission active, and I went into one of the strongholds, and I killed a random guy that was giving me trouble, and that triggered a cutscene, and that apparently was a mission. <laughs> That was pretty weird, and I, I like how you can actually do stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so far I'm still sticking with it. I I don't think I'll be able to play it all the way through right now, because in June I want to start a playthrough of The Last of Us. So knowing how slowly I've been going through AC Origins, I don't think I'll do, I'll make it so far. Too far. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's sad. But 
That'll you be. You can always come back. Yeah. Uh, I've also still been playing Final Fantasy VII, the original. I I think I'm halfway through because I just made it past the first disc. I just made it to disc two. Gotcha. And if I'm not mistaken, that's pretty much halfway through. And yeah, I'm still enjoying the story. I wasn't like I said before. I wasn't expecting to stick with it this far. I just got through the most famous death in video game history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I know it should have been more impactful. And in a way, it it was. But the way the game did it, I, I don't think it was as impactful as it should have been. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting one because... I there was someone else, some other podcast where they were talking about that same thing of just like, yeah, I got to that part, and I was just like, that's that's it. Like, I thought mm. it would be more impactful than that. And I think, yeah. uh, from what I understand, is that it was just the fact that something like that didn't happen in video games. Like, you didn't kill off the main people. In, yeah, in it, a video game like that. So just the fact yeah, it that does, it did happen back then was like, whoa, they mean business. Yeah, it does come kind of come out of nowhere. But yeah, like I said, it, it was an emotional scene, especially having gone through a lot with Aerith. Mm-hmm. But still, when I got there, I my thoughts were, I know I should feel more here, but for whatever reason, I'm not feeling more. I mean, it's sad. It's sad that they killed her, and I wanted her to leave, but I I knew, of course, what was going to happen. But for whatever reason, it wasn't as as impactful as it should have been. Yeah. I don't know if it was the graphics, the... It's a PS1 game, so there's only so much they could do with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it was. But I'm still enjoying it. Still Thank enjoying you. the story, and I want to see... See it all the way through. I want to see what happens next. Good stuff. Yeah, and lastly, I just wanted, wanted to quickly talk about Picross S2. I don't know if you know what Picross is. I've heard of them. I know Pear at IGN loves them. <laughs> uh, loves those games, but I've never played them. Picross is basically like a... The game gives you a greed like say 15 by 15 or 20 by 20 of just squares and next to each row and column there are some numbers so what you have to do is the game tells you like say a column says three space one you know that there is one line one three square line and then one just one square line in that one column so you have to figure out you have to fill it all up according to the directions that they give you with those numbers. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's just fun going through it. I mean, it's if you ever have gotten enjoyment out of Sudoku or cross words, that's what we call. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that kind of game. It's just like using your brain fun. Cool. Yeah. Good old puzzle game. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Good stuff. 
Uh, well, that means it is time for us to get into housekeeping. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can find them on our website, thewhatnots.com, and your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Recently, Ignacio, you joined us uh, for a spoiler cast d- discussion of Scoob mm-hmm. yeah. on our podcast, The Reactor Core, uh, which was a lot of fun. I, I, I en- enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, it was fun talking about Scoob. It was indeed. Uh, so you guys can go check that out on our website. Uh, and if you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You guys can get episodes early. You guys can get some exclusive content, uh, which we have some new exclusive content going up on the site very soon uh, for the Reactor Core uh, again, which is one of the podcasts that we do. Um, and we would also like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. Uh, so thank you, Sam, for helping us out and for supporting us for so long. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. Okay. House has been kept. Let's move on. Let's get to the news. All right, seven things to talk about this week on our news. It's it's uh it's it seemed like a light week, but I I, I think there's yeah. actually some uh some 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 stuff to talk about here. We also yeah. have a packed uh new and notable section and a packed upper runners section. So there's a lot to yeah. get through here. There's some uh, meeting there, but I did feel like it was a slow news week. Yeah. I do want to start out uh, kind of at the top. They so <laughs> Sony did announce a new state of play, mm-hmm. uh, which will uh, cover gameplay for The Last of Us 2. Uh, that will be out tomorrow, as of the day that we are recording this, uh, and will probably be, you know, on the on the internet a few hours after we put this up. Uh, so we mm-hmm. will be talking about that next week. Uh, so should we it, talk about it? I, well, I'm. Are you going to going, watch it? I won't. I'm going to watch it. I do, I don't want to spoil it for other people. If if you know, so next week I won't spoil it and stuff. But if if the if there's some good like mechanical stuff that we can talk about, sure. I won't be watching it, so I don't know. We'll we'll see what we'll talk about. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. Number one, let's talk about those NPD numbers. This is coming from Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat. Writes, uh, cooped up consumers spent truckloads of cash on video, g- 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 on video games in April, according to industry tracking firm the NPD Group. Spending on... Tr- Tracked new games, hardware, accessories, and game cards hit $1.5 billion. Games like Final Fantasy VII Remake and Animal Crossing New Horizons contributed to the growth. Here are the results. Uh, So we pulled a chart from this article 
Uh, and let's see, total video game sales was up 73%. Um, in April 2019, it was uh, 846 million. Uh, and April 2020, it was 1,466 million. So, a lot of, a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it game. does make sense with the games that came out. For sure. Yeah. And I don't, I don't remember April last year being an exciting month for gaming. I think Resident Evil 2 came out that, that month. But other than that, I... No, wait, Resident Evil 2 came out early in the year. I don't remember who came out then. Video of games that came out in. I can do this on the podcast now, and it's amazing. Few <laughs> games that came out. Oh, not April twenty twenty. April twenty nineteen. That's what we want. From Newsweek, what came out? Uh, I am not seeing anything. Oh, there was the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy. Falcon Age came out on PSVR. Uh, Earth Defense Force, Iron Rain. Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remaster. That must have been the Switch port. Uh, yeah. World War Z? I thought that was out long before that. I don't know. Uh, my time at Porsche. Picross S3. Yep. I mean, Mortal Kombat 11 Mortal Kombat seems to be 11. the... Yeah, that seems to be the, the bigger, bigger one. one. And Days Gone. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess. That is a sell a lot. But yeah, other than that, it, it wasn't... A uh, very interesting month compared to April this year. Yeah. We got some bangers this month. Indeed. Uh, let's see. Video game hardware was up 163% that uh, in April lot. 2019. Yeah, in, in, indeed. In April 2019, it was 160 million. And in April 2020, it was... 420 blaze it uh <laughs> 420 million um yeah a lot of switches being bought yeah nintendo switch not only switches ps4 xboxes for sure those are also selling right for now sure. those have been selling a lot as well yeah. well, 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 well i mean it Let's makes see. sense that people right now are <laughs> stuck at home so what else are you gonna do yeah exactly Mm-hmm. Video game software. This includes physical and full game digital formats from the from the Nintendo eShop, PlayStation, Steam, and Xbox platforms uh, for DLP participants. I don't know what a DLP part. Wait, are you is. sure it is including eShop? Uh, because Nintendo is always weird including eShop numbers. I don't know if we know exact numbers of like this game sold this much or that game sold that much, but I think this is mm. overall. Okay. Because it, it says that it includes it here. So, uh, but April 2019 was 428 million. April 2020 uh, was 662 million, which is a 55% increase. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, 
video game accessories and game cards uh, was a g growth of 49% uh, with 258 million last year and 384 million this year. Mm. Like you said, a lot of people buying up stuff, being like, hey, yeah. I'm going to be stuck inside. I'm going to play some video games. Yeah, it's all real good news for the industry, seeing that it's still alive and well. Indeed. Doing fantastic. Uh, speaking of the MPD numbers, let's go through the top 10 for April 2020. Number 10 spot, Red Dead Redemption 2. Interesting. Uh, num yeah. Yeah, yeah no one... People don't talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 that much. So it, it, much. it is interesting to see it. I, I the, feel like least. now is a good time to play that game, especially since we are stuck at home, right? Like, that was the one thing people were talking about. Oh, it's a long game. Oh, it's kind yeah. of boring because you have to go from one end to the opposite end, end of the map and it takes forever and all that stuff. But I think Fair Rockstar point. Made, made something good there. Good for them. Uh, number nine is Madden NFL 20. Of course. Number eight is MLB The Show 20. Mm -hmm. Number seven is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, number six is Resident Evil 3. Which isn't a very good showing, considering it came out in April. Yeah. True. You would have had most of the month. <laughs> and our our dear old Grand Theft Auto Five coming in at number five. Gotta have uh, it which in there. Wild. Yeah, that mm -hmm. Resident Evil Three didn't even beat that one. So. God. Uh, coming in at the number four spot was NBA Two K Twenty. Number mm -hmm. three was Animal Crossing New Horizons. Still uh, killing it? Yeah, still killing it. Uh, though that has the little asterisk, which I'm sure does not include all of their digital sales and stuff like that. So, Which is even more impressive. Considering, yeah. Yeah. considering that now it is harder to get physical copies. Indeed. Uh, coming in at number two was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And holding down the number one spot. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, boy. Hell yeah. Dude, I, I've... So it's, it's been a couple weeks now since I've beaten that game, and I still think back and just like, man, that yeah. game was good. Yeah, no, me too. And fun game. Granted, I'm, I'm playing the original seven, but yeah, I'm still thinking about remakes. Uh, let's see, let's see. I don't know... Nothing really here on that list that I want to talk about. Uh, I it it just this whole thing in 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 general though. Even one of my roommates, uh, he has a PS4, but he doesn't play that much stuff. Um, mm -hmm. and he came to me like two two days ago and was like, "Yeah, I bought uh, let's see, what did he buy? He bought." God, what's the what's the Ubisoft one with the hackers? Why am I blanking Watch on Dogs? the name? Watch Dogs. Yeah, he bought uh, Watch Dogs 1 because uh, mm -hmm. he said that was on sale for like $5. Yeah. Uh, and then he bought something else as well. 
I don't remember what now, but he was like, yeah, I just, I bought this game and I bought that game and I'm just having fun. Uh, I, he played through all of the Nathan Drake collection recently. He's been playing nice. Grand Theft Auto 5. So yeah, I mean, it's just like, I, I don't necessarily think of him as that much of a gigamer. Mm-hmm. And then he, here he, he he is being like, oh, I beat this game, I beat that game, I just bought this, I just bought that. And I'm like, hell yeah, man, good good for you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and then of course I'm just like, oh my god, wait till the new Watch Dogs. The, you can play as anyone. And he, I'm sure he's just like, I don't know what this means or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. So good stuff. Let's move on to number two, the though. Uh, number two in our news docket here, which is Assassin's Creed Valhalla's map size is a bit larger than Odyssey's, confirms Ubisoft. This is coming from Alex Avard at Games Radar. And in a recent interview, one of the game's producers said that the map size of Assassin's Creed Valhalla is bigger than 2018's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which itself represented the largest sandbox the open world series had seen so far, coming in at 90 square miles of playable terrain. Holy cow, I didn't know it was that big. Um, Quote, I would actually say in terms of range, Valhalla is probably a bit larger than Assassin's Creed Odyssey, said the producer, whose name I will not try to pronounce. There you go. What Ignacio No, I didn't it. So, yeah. It's something like that. I do not have the exact figures at this stage but we have not only created the whole country which is in this case England but also a good part of Norway too um so this is an interesting one because a week ago two weeks ago they were saying that they were scaling back mm-hmm. uh on the scope of assassins creed valhalla now they didn't specify by what they meant by scope, uh, and a lot of people took that to mean the map size. Uh, and then here they are this week being like, no, the map is actually larger than two years ago. So this is an interesting one. What do you think of this, Ignacio? I mean, having played through Odyssey and one of my bigger complaints of it being how big it was, <laughs> this isn't good, good news for me. And I do think that they, in a way, came out saying this because of what they said before. If you say your game is smaller than your previous game, you will get backlash. So I'm I'm guessing they had to come out and say something like this to appease all those people that weren't happy with the news. I do think that you can have it both ways, having a smaller game in scope, but still having it technically be bigger map size wise right yeah i just hope that it is indeed smaller in scope 
Yeah, like I... This is kind of teetering on the edge of something that I don't want for next generation because when they first started talking about it, it was all like, oh, the load times are, you know, a thing of the past. You won't have to wait on loads and, and, and stuff like that. But if they keep making these games bigger, mm-hmm. right, and we keep going to 4K and 60 frames and all of that, 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 that stuff, if these assets in these worlds are bigger, the load times will be longer. Yeah, but I, I mean, in a way, that will still be balanced just, balanced out with the SSD and the more powerful consoles. Stuff like that will help, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 just this idea of like I'm I'm kind of good with the size of where games are at right now. Like I mm-hmm. I I mean, there's certain games out out there that you can put in you know a hundred a- a- hours in and still not be done. I would rather put in forty at the most ish. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, I, I mean, there's certain things that I love spending time in those worlds, but it's still like that's kind of one of my fears is that they're just gonna continue to make these things bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and as a result, maybe we'll end up seeing less games because. They keep wanting to make these huge, ginormous ones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. To me, it a game having a bigger map isn't necessarily a bad thing, as long as the game itself doesn't feel that big. For example, going back to Final Fantasy VII, if mm-hmm. when they when it comes time to remake Part Two, Part Three, and they have to remake the open world of the game if they went for a huge map i don't think that would be necessarily bad because the game already does a good job moving you through the map in a way that makes sense and it doesn't feel cumbersome the size of it so i do think that there is a way to have a big huge open world and yet having it not be such of a problem yeah but it's something i think odyssey failed on and yeah, that's one of the reasons I'm I'm cautious for Bahala. Indeed. Uh, let's move on to number three here. Uh, I I think what I'll do here is I'll kind of read three and four back to back. We'll okay. Talk about both of them and dive in that way. Uh, number three, Embracer Group has sixty nine. Nice. Nice. Unannounced games in development. Uh, this is coming from IGN. Uh, this is Jordan o- Oleman who writes Im- Embracer Garup, uh, which owns the likes of Volition, uh, Tarsier, and Experiment 101, has 118 games in development, 69 of which are currently unannounced. The Swedish holding company, which was formerly known as THK, Nordic revealed in revealed the news in its financial earnings reports, uh, which you can check out on their website. Quote, I genuinely believe that we have one of the industry's most exciting pipelines of upcoming of upcoming games. In 
gauging over 3,000 game developers across the world, the report reads. Uh, and then number four here in our news segment, Take, Take Two plans on releasing 93 games in the next five years. This is coming from Rebecca Valentine at GamesIndustry.biz, who writes, on, t- on this p- past week's Q4 and fiscal 2020 financial results call with investors, Take-Two President C- Carl Seladoff said that it expected to release a total of 93 new titles in the next five years across both internal labels and outside development studio partners. Breaking it down, Seladoff said that 63 of these titles would be core experiences, including 15 platform extensions of existing titles. 17 would be mid-core titles, and 13 would be considered casual games. Holy cow, Ignacio. Mm -hmm. These are a lot of video games. Yeah. And I mean, it, it makes sense for both of these companies to have so many games in development. For example, Embracer Group, we've known for a while that they have been just buying and buying and buying and buying IP and not doing anything with it. So it makes sense that it, it all piled up into these 118 games in development. But what doesn't make sense is how, mm-hmm. like, where do they get this money from? How? Uh, where, maybe like, they are. No, it's just all of a sudden they're just buying up all of this stuff and they've mm-hmm. released almost nothing. There's been like two or three things, I, th- I think, off the top mm-hmm. of my head. But, but like, yeah, 69 unannounced games, 118 currently in development. What are those ones? I don't know. Well, think of it like this. If you have 118 games in development, you have a bigger chance of one of those at least being a big hit. For and sure. if one of those explodes, that may make up for the money lost. Maybe they are betting on that. They are hoping that by having so many games, one of them will hit in a big way that it would pay off all, all of the IP they bought. Yeah. They are just trying to suck the odds in their favor, maybe. And then with Take-Two, I mean, Take-Two, I'm looking at their Wikipedia. They own, own 2K, Private Division, Ghost Story Games, which I don't know what it is, and then Rockstar and Social Point. Yeah. So with all Rockstar of those studios... Like one of those games in the next five years, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm looking at, so those are like the, those that are under Take-Two. And then beneath those, I mean, beneath 2K, you have, what, like three, eight studios. And with yeah. beneath Rockstar, you have eight, nine studios. See, so what, nine, take, 18 take with that, story 20? makes a lot more sense to mm-hmm. me because they signify over the next five years years yeah whereas we don't necessarily have a timeline for the ones that embracer group has 
I'm sure mm-hmm. it's something similar. Like, hey, the next five years, we're going to release 69 games. Nice. <laughs> uh, right, like, it, it might be something like that, but I, I think it's strange to me that we don't have a timeline. Mm-hmm. Whereas take two being like, hey, uh, 63 of these titles would be core experiences. Uh, 17 would be mid-core games, 13 would be casual, which I'm assuming means, like, mobile stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, 17 mid-core titles maybe means, like, double-A games, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, like, like, stuff, like, that makes sense. Like, this doesn't seem as daunting to me, and then all of us, I'm there, uh, in Bracer group is like we have sixty nine unannounced games. Yeah, but I mean, you you have to assume that it would be a similar case to Take Two, where you can divide those games into AAA, mid mid tier, and casual. Oh, sure. Yeah, and also all of all one hundred and eighteen games won't come out in the same year. So you have to assume it's probably the same case as with Two K. Take two. And I mean it isn't it is on on character for them to not talk about much of what they are doing. Like we said, they have been buying and buying and buying and buying AP and no one has known what they've been doing with it. Right. So this is just on character for them. Yeah. We'll see what they we'll see what they do. I'm I'm sure in Bracer I'm sure Embracer Group is also gearing up to release some stuff with these new consoles. Yeah. As well. So. And I'm guessing with all of the showcase we're getting, more than one of those games will be announced. Speaking of game showcases, uh, let's move it. on to number five. <laughs> Summer Game Fest has two more showcases uh, that they announced recently. This is coming from Gama Sutra, but I'll be honest, I couldn't tell who wrote this one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is coming from Gama Sutra, uh, and they write Summer Game Fest, an all digital multi month global gaming festival, announced today the addition of two developer showcase events on June 22nd and July 20th. The Developer Showcase events will spotlight a select group of upcoming indie and AAA video gig games. Curated by the Day of the Devs team and Jeff Keighley. The Summer Game Fest Developer Showcases will take place on June... Okay, they already said that. Uh, with new content in each live stream, including gameplay, news, and video game musical performances. Hands can tune in via all major streaming platforms and on summergamefest.com. Man, so, June and July. I, yeah, so we're, we're starting to get into the season of these like summer game showcase things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I know IGN is just about to start up 
their stuff, and we will talk about them in just a sec. But we got Summer Game Fest still happening, and as you can see here, still announcing new things. Yeah, it's cool to see that they they announced two showcases because before we've talked about what exactly Summer Game Fest is and what it's doing. How much is it contributing to the whole slate of announcements? And how much is it just Jeff putting his name into stuff and it being kind of like a glorified Google calendar? So it is, it is nice to see that stuff is actually coming out of it, out of Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what they are. Uh, but there's so much. Like, I'm... I. So my prediction is that next year there won't be as many like of these separate different things. GameSpot is making their own thing. IGN well, is making their own thing. Do you want to talk about it now or should we talk well, about it after I'll, the 6 and 7? I'll, I'll get to <laughs> in a sec here. But like my point is like I, I, I almost feel overwhelmed with the amount of stuff. That there, yeah. there it is. So I'm hoping by next year they do kind of consolidate stuff. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. Uh, yeah. Moving on to number six here, which is still more summer game showcase stuff. Summer of game. I, IGN Summer of Gaming uh, released their schedule. Uh, so this is coming from Joe Scrubbles at IGN. And they write, we at IGN are happy to reveal the schedule for our summer of gaming event in June, including our brand new IGN Expo showcase, uh, where we'll debut exclusive game reveals, trailers, gameplay demos, and more. We are also excited to announce a series of charity events and special icon segments featuring interviews with iconic developers about some of the about some of the world's most influential games. Uh, so if, if we look on their website here in this article, they have a nice info graphic detailing all of the stuff that is happening. And it looks like it's going to be a packed month. Yeah, uh, but I'm excited, man. This looks really neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool that Jenny is doing something like this, and it does seem like they got a good amount of games to announce, and not only games, but doing more of the stuff that they would usually do at E3, which is showcasing the games, having interviews, yeah. gameplay, yeah. all that stuff. So it does seem like they are both doing an event announcing games but also doing their typical coverage of E3. Indeed. I'm yeah, I'm I'm looking at the graphic right now and the graphic designer in me is like, "Yes, this looks amazing." <laughs> I I like this a lot. We got icons for all the different types of stuff of like, "Hey, mm -hmm. this is like a new game announcement versus like this is a trailer versus this is game play and stuff like that. This is yeah. this is spiffy. I like yeah, this. Yeah, and it, it is nice that it seems that it, it is well spread throughout the month. 
from yeah. June fifth to June twenty fourth. It seems like a good spread. Indeed. Now you you had put uh, both the link to that article and their uh, a tweet that they. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it was because I I didn't read the article, so I didn't notice that they put the graphic as a whole. Gotcha. The tweet I linked there was just a breakdown of the schedule. It's okay, the same cool. information. Cool. Doesn't matter. We can skip that. I, yeah, I was just like, I don't know if you had something else to add with that one or not. So, uh, moving on to number seven, Sega, NIS, America, and Inti creates and more announce a new digital game showcase for June. Uh, this is coming from Ethan Van or from Eric Van Allen at US Gamer, uh, and they write a new digital game showcase is joining the growing June lineup. The new Game Plus Expo or NGPX is a brand new online expo where 14 publishers are set to announce news and showcase live gameplay demos. NGPX is slated to go live on June 23rd, 2020 on Twitch, starting with the showcase at 8 a.m. Pacific. A live broadcast will follow from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific, featuring interviews and first looks. A number of publishers based out of North America and Japan are on the deck um, are on the deck to look at the lineup for 2020 and beyond. Here is the full list of participating publishers for NGPX. Uh, Act Actil, I believe is how you say that first one there. Uh, sure. Then Axis Games, Arc System Works America, Atlas, Grasshopper Manufacturer. Gung Ho America, Idea Factory International, Inti Creates, Koei Tecmo, Natsume, NIS America, Playism, Sega of America, SNK, Spike Chunsoft, and Way Forward. What do you think of this one? We have yet another showcase. I mean, we can get into the question I wanted to ask, which was, what do you think about all the showcases we're getting? Because at the beginning of the year, when we when we heard that E3 was getting canceled, we all feared that we weren't going to get something uh, like a huge event to where video games would get announced. But now it seems like we're drowning on them all through June well, and July. I... I think it it wasn't that we were scared that nothing would happen. I I I think I think a lot a lot a lot of people, including us, were like, yeah, I'm I'm sure a lot of companies will take this opportunity to realize that they really don't need E3 mm-hmm. to announce their new stuff. They can just make their own thing and put it up on YouTube and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. However. There are a lot of smaller developers that do rely on this, so they kind of have to band together under something, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like I. To me, like I yeah, I'm overwhelmed. I do feel like we're kind of drowning in them, 
right now, <laughs> which is why I was I was like, hopefully next year they can kind of consolidate. Like I, I still like that it's not just a weekend, right? Where it's not mm-hmm. like E3 is happening from Thursday to Sunday, and that's it, right? I do like the fact that it's all in one month. Um, but I I think it would help out the average consumer to consolidate and organize because there, there's, there's so there's there's so much mm-hmm. there's so much and i i don't even know if i'm gonna be able <laughs> to keep track of it all i mean yeah to me it, it does seem like we're journeying on it because right now we already talked about what three four showcases and that's not even including what individual individual publishers are going to do like right. ubisoft yeah. or what kind of fun is doing with their their partners or GameSpot has also their own thing. Jeff Keighley also has opening night live on August. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like we're getting a lot. But even then, I personally do love it. I like oh, yeah. having new yeah. announcements and it does feel like now we're getting them all rapid fire all at once. And yeah. it, I can't wait for June when all of it is actually happening when we are actually in there to see if it is indeed overwhelming or if it is in, indeed like every day we're, we're waking up to Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah I, it would be pretty in- interesting. I, I think there absolutely is still value in having like a set period of, t- of time where all these announcements happen to just like, hey, let's celebrate video games let's look at the new announcements the new technology the new games let's do all of that stuff in some kind of set time period right there there absolutely is still value in in that because yeah i'm loving the fact that we are still getting all all of this and i'm just like oh hard eyes this looks Mm -hmm. amazing i want all of these Okay, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the death of E3 might have been a good thing? Yes. Um, I, I think E3 will be back next mm-hmm. year. I mean, they've already announced their dates and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know if E3 will be what it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I... I, I think what ended up happening this year is going to end up being a, like a major turning point. We won't know exactly what it'll end up being. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I I I I I think it was a good thing in the long run. Yeah. Right now it does feel like E3's death did bring a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff, all of these showcases I do think we're announced as a response to the death of E3, at least for this year. And it would be interesting to see if next year it will be the same or will it be, I don't know, E3 realizing that people don't need the, don't need E3 and thus disappearing. And then people realize that they just went all out this year. So next year they won't go all out. Right. 
what if a, a void is created next year? I don't know, we'll have to see, but at least for what we're getting this year, next month, starting next month, it is pretty exciting. And maybe, at least for now, it was for the best. Something else to keep in mind is with everyone working from home, I think we're mm-hmm. also going to see a like a rapid development of technology that will allow that and just make it easier to work from home Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that and with new new technology and all of that stuff there's going to be new creative ways to use that to make content to make video games all sorts of stuff um yeah and so yeah it's 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 a big turning point so yeah we're right in the for now for now it all seems good let's see about next year yeah we'll see Okay, but that does it for our news section, uh, at least for the big stuff. Let's go on to new and notable. Okay, Kerbal Space Program 2 has been delayed to 2021. Uh, I've actually never played these games, but I know they're fairly popular. Um, Yeah. And this one being delayed is a bit of a bummer because they they released a trailer for this a couple months back i, I don't remember at what but it, it looked really cool mm-hmm. now i was like i don't know what that is i've never heard of it uh but yeah unfortunately it's been delayed yeah. uh kingdom hearts dark road has also been delayed there has been no release date given for that one uh this is the kingdom hearts mobile game yeah so. i mean on one hand, it is a mobile game, so chances are I wasn't going to play it. But on the other hand, it is Kingdom Hearts, so yeah. it does suck a bit that it got delayed. Indeed. Uh, Journey to the Savage Planet is out on Switch this week. I believe that game... Was that earlier this year, or was that late last year? I got no idea what it is. I don't, it, it's, it's like that the exploration game it's kind of like no man's sky but it's a lot smaller in scope uh where you can like go and explore and catalog stuff and do that kind of thing uh Uh, i that sound a bit familiar i remember listening to okay beast and they were talking about it and stuff like that they they seem to like it if i remember correctly but it's now out on switch uh and then next up as we mentioned at the start i i Iron Man VR got a demo that is available now, and mm-hmm. the full game will be out July 3rd. Go play the demo right now if you have PSVR. I highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah, free demo. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pac-Man Studio was announced for Twitch. Now, I, I thought this one was fascinating. Uh, so Twitch is releasing like a... Pac-Man game, I I guess you could say. It's co-op multiplayer. Uh, I think there's single player two. There's a classic mode. But you can make your own Pac-Man style mazes and you can publish them and other people can play them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, fascinating. Yeah, I don't get exactly what it is, but I don't know. 
I'm excited to see what it is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did also want to mention the brand new no clip documentary on the history of Arcane Studios uh, and how they went from making games like Arx Fatalis and Dark Messiah to Dishonored and Prey. Plus, they are revealing three big canceled projects of Arcane's, including The Crossing, LMNO, and Half Life spinoff called Raven Home. Uh, so you guys should go check that out. And if you like what they do, go support No Clip. Arcane is such an underrated studio. Oh, yeah. And play Prey. For the love of God, play Prey. Play Dishonored. And play Dishonored. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah. So good. Okay, uh, Games with Gold. They just released that info today. Let's see. We got Shantae and the Pirate's Curse uh, and Coffee Talk. Those will both be on Xbox One in June. Uh, and then we also have Destroy All Humans and Sinemora, I believe is. Sinemora. 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 Uh, those will both be available on Xbox One and Xbox 360. Go check out those ones. Uh, and then for the PS Plus games, interesting. We only had one of them confirmed. But we don't know what the second one, or if there will be a second one. Uh, no, it was such a weird announcement because a it it was announced sooner than usual. Yeah. We're still some days away from June, and they when usually was... like to wait till the last last moment. But also, right. second is second is that the game is actually coming out on May, not yeah. even June. Yeah. When I was looking this up, it looked like it had leaked first, mm -hmm. and then Sony came out and confirmed it, and was just like, yeah, it's available now. Uh, so you guys can go pick up Call of Duty World War II right now, if you yeah. guys are a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Uh, and the rumor going around is that the second game is Spider-Man? I've the PS4. heard that. I don't know if I believe that, though. I think it might have also been on that leak. So, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I just read it in, on several places that the rumor was that Spider-Man is the other one. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if I would picture them putting both of those big games on there. Um, usually, from what I can tell, it's like one big game and then like one smaller one. Right, um, mm. but I do see them doing had... something. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we're so close to the end of the generation. Why not? Sure. Last, uh, but last if, time they also released some good games. But yeah, if they do also, I mean, well, I I guess regardless if the second one is Spider Man or not, uh. It could potentially explain why this past month was so bad. Uh, of sure. Stuff like maybe they spent less money on these games, and that's why it was, you know, the games weren't all that great so that they could or save up for this month. Or maybe it's overcompensating. Maybe it's overcompensating. Who knows? Yeah. 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 
indeed. Uh, so we'll see what the next PlayStation Plus game is very soon. I'm sure we will have that for next week. Uh, but that's all for the new and notable, so let's get on to the upper runners. <laughs> Opening Night Live has been given a date. That's going to be happening August 27th. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. That is Jeff Keeley's thing. Jeff Keeley's one night stand, as <laughs> Greg Miller likes to call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that sh should be good. That's gonna go along with all of these showcases and developer interviews and stuff like that. Uh, that's yeah. Exciting. Opening night live. It's part of Gamescom. Indeed. Yeah. I've been saying in. Indeed, a lot. Indeed. Recently. I just noticed <laughs> that. Uh, number two on the upper runners. Rumor has it that the next Call of Duty game is reportedly going to be Black Ops Cold War. Which is a weird name considering that the first Black Ops was about the Cold War. Yeah, well, I mean... I, I wouldn't say it's weird considering that. Uh, that would make sense of like, hey, let's go back to our roots. Let's go back to the Cold War. Um, but it is strange just in general that it is the Cold War. The Cold mm. War was a lot of like standstills. Yeah, but, I mean, like I said, they already did a Black, uh, Cold War game, so there's probably more there to squeeze out. out of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is them kind of doing what they did with Modern Warfare. And yeah, just, sure, like, because... Relaunching it. Be like, hey, let's, let's go back to the Cold War and let's do the whole crazy numbers thing. The numbers, what do they mean? Well, yeah, because Black Ops 2 and 3, if I'm not mistaken, they both were kind of like futuristic games after Black Ops 1 was about the Cold War. Mm -hmm. So they obviously went very far away from where they started. So it could be a situation where kind of like Call of Duty World War 2, going back to World War 2, its roots, they want to go back to Black Ops' roots. Yeah. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Next up. Tencent is now supporting System Shock 3's development. Tencent has a finger in everyone's pie. Uh, yep. They own a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. A lot. Um, so I, I've never played any of the System Shock games, but I've been kind of loosely keeping tabs on System Shock 3 because I really like that type of game. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bioshock. I'm a big fan of Prey, stuff like that. Okay. I think last System Shock was in the news. I think it got delayed. I don't remember. Uh, but big sense. I mean, System Shock is a name you've heard for years because it has been kind of like that game stuck in development hell, never coming out. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But Tencent was mm -hmm. like, "Hey, here's a buttload of money." Yeah. There you go. Uh, next up, G2A uh, is going to be paying Factorio developer 
$39,000 after allowing illegal game keys to be sold on their website. This mm-hmm. is a news story that uh, I, I, I don't want to say I've been following, but I heard a lot about last year when it was happening. Uh, G- G2A is a w- website where you can buy digital keys for video games, and it's, uh, it doesn't have the best reputation. Let's yeah. put it that way. It's one of those sites that the industry doesn't like because of all the shady things they do. Indeed, yeah. Uh, and it c- came to light that they were doing this stuff and G2A tried to defend themselves as best they could. And they came out with a statement that was basically like, hey, if you guys can prove it, we will pay you like however much of of you know uh the damages were because i i think it it's something along the lines of if i use a stolen key in the long run somehow it ends up charging the developer money like it ends up costing them some 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 stuff uh so they, they, they were like hey if anyone can prove it we will actually pay pay you in full and uh this is the first time that someone has been like yeah let's make that happen and they proved it so good on the factorio developers for getting their money yeah uh and i guess we don't need to mention this last one because i mentioned that that at the start of the news Mm -hmm. we will talk about last of us part two stuff a little bit more next week Mm -hmm. so there you go that's it that's all we got for you this week ignacio yo what are you excited for this next week are you gonna be jumping back into a certain game trying something Mm -hmm. new nah i don't think so I'll, i'll keep playing what i'm i've been playing so far more AC Origins, I think I'll I'll be able to progress a bit further. Okay. Still play more Final Fantasy VII. Like I said before, I want to see it all the way through. Uh, Picross here and there. And yeah, I mean, I, I often play random games here and there. For example, yesterday I played Civilization VI. So I'm guessing I'll, I don't know what I'll play next. But yeah, the games I mentioned, I, I'll keep playing them. I'm I'm kind of biding my time until The Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. um, so I want to finish Shadow of the C- Colossus. That's a yeah. short one, so I'll still have a couple weeks before The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, so I I might see if I can dig into this thing about me getting a, a copy of Resident Evil Three and play that on mm-hmm. my PC. Um, yeah, that way, we should that's try. a game that came out this year. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. That one, but we shall see. Yeah, this week is actually gonna be pretty busy for me between setting up my computer stuff. Uh, we're watching season two of Mr. Robot for the review show. I have a few mm. episodes of that that I still need to. 
to watch. All sorts of stuff, man. Good. It's fun, though. I yeah. love making these po- podcasts. That being said, uh, this is episode 27 of Crossplay. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Oh, wait. I <laughs> guess we should do our like social media stuff. That might be sure. helpful. Uh, Ignacio, where can they find you online? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-S-B. That's my name. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with any of our podcasts, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, go like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff. Uh, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. I think right now we're at like 71 subscribers. So mm-hmm. we are getting closer and closer to 100. And I think once we reach 100, we can... Uh, get our custom URL, which would be fantastic. So mm-hmm. you guys want to support us there, that would be great. But let's get out of here for now. Like I said, this was episode 27 of Crossplay. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.